we're recording. What's up, guys? I'm Don, the Anything But Basketball podcast. Joined today by my main co-host, Damian Johnson, and our third primary, Joshua Buddha Joyle. Say hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? Gentlemen. That was like when you're watching a news broadcast and they say, back to you, Tom. And then 45 minutes later, he's like, yeah, thanks, Cindy. That's what you, know, you know what? Maybe he's like fucking 20 hours away, okay? Yeah, well, maybe you have fucking highly functioning autism, too. Because that oh, was me? ridiculous. Hey, I was waiting for Damon. You introduced him first. Yeah, well, let's not get caught up on semantics. Speaking of semen, Robert Kraft likes to get jerked off by Asian <laughs> teenagers. Is anyone surprised? He looks like he probably still owns people. I, I mean, I, I'm surprised that he has to go to a massage parlor to get it done. That's the only thing I'm surprised. Yeah, about. Is that I, I think he'd, like, he'd think he'd hire his own Asian people. No, what are the actual details of this? Did he actually? He now, is, requested. Is he, is he being like investigated for actually knowing about like human trafficking, or is it just just strictly the handy? No, it's nothing to do with human trafficking. He's fucking accused of soliciting prostitution for asking so, for a handy J at his fucking buttfuck spa in somewhere in Florida. Do you think he asked for the handy J? Or did he just he get probably, it? He probably... I wonder if that's a... I think he went to the place and that's a place you just get the handy J. You know? Well, a quick Google will tell you whether or not that's somewhere you can get one. You know? Yeah. I feel like he didn't like come right out and say it. He probably just went like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like pointed at his dick. I feel like that's something he would do. My favorite was <laughs> the, the the list of people that came out. There was a guy who was born in 1934 who's getting Robin Doug. Hey, good for him. That's hey, what I'm saying. Know, just a couple old guys looking for a handy. Fuck, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, but let's just fucking for a minute here, if you would. Dude's worth six point six billion dollars he could probably buy giselle for a weekend yeah you know hey so maybe that's just like his fetish dude who are we to judge okay josh this is 2019 and maybe you don't know this yet but we're allowed to judge everyone for everything no all the time not we're not allowed to watch the news for two seconds we're not allowed to we are trump is not my president yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> feel, feel the burn over there in a Hancock, I guess. Yikes! Yeah, yikes! That old right. decrepit bastard. Like anyway. that segue into that though. Speaking of semen, oh yeah, no, like what do you think he did? Like when they denied him, do you think he just went out and jerked off in his limo? Well, no, he, he just went to the next one down the street. No, I think he felt defeated. Probably a little down on his luck. Beat one off. Well, his, his, oh. He was getting a pregame handy. Apparently, it was right before the AFC Championship game. He was out, out How there. How big of a fucking G are you? Oh, maybe Andy Reid did it. Then? Hop on a hop on a quick fucking PJ right after getting the HJ and yeah. winning an AFC fucking championship. Yeah. Okay. Life well, is, let's, life let's is be good. Clear. Robert Kraft. Yeah. Didn't win anything. 
He just owned a team that did. But it's his team, so he won. Yeah. I guess. He's not like Jerry The Jones, owner though. gets a ring. Just he hired Bill Belichick. So, I don't True, know. He did. That was a good call. Bad props for that. I just think it's hilarious. Like, 71 years old. Like, ah, I'm going to go get my dick tugged on. What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I mean, yeah. And then deny it. Like You might as well just admit to it. You have $6.6 billion. And video evidence. I'm 90% sure you can buy your way out of that one. Pretty sure. Well, he's not going to do any fucking jail time. No. No. For a handy? I mean, he's pay on. like a $400 fine. He's like, yeah, I, I literally wipe my ass with $1,000 bills. So I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I'm surprised by is that he went to the massage parlor to get a hand job. But he could spend a little more money and, you know. Yeah, you wouldn't be on video in Jupiter, Florida. Yeah, getting a hand. Well, you know, and you know whose fault this is. You know okay, whose fault originally. Wait, before, yeah, before you get into that, Damien said something about video footage. Like they have like cameras in like the rooms. Yes, because this is part of a human trafficking sting. Yeah. Oh, it was part of a sting. Yeah. So what you're telling me is there's a video of Robert Kraft's weenus. Yes. Possibly getting mm-hmm. flipped out at some point in time. Yes, I'm a big um, fan of that. Can you imagine what it looks like? No, I don't want to. But I'm just Robert Kraft. Should, Robert Kraft has the money to make that go away, though. Yeah, yeah. Robert Kraft's got the money to put one of them fucking air pumps in that motherfucker. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That must be nice. It's like airbags for the back of your truck, but with your dick. Big time. That's excellent. Alright, can we get off the we get off the fucking the craft fucking crank train here for a minute? What what do you want to talk about? Huh? I, I don't know. Anything other than Robert Kraft's crank. Alright, so Kinda Jason Witten, who probably knows Robert Kraft and his penis personally, comes out of retirement just to avoid being fired from Monday Night Football. I mean I mean that's that's your can, take on it, but can you blame that's, the guy? That's hundred percent accurate. He's like the worst ever. He probably wasn't going to get fired. Like, I'd rather watch Brian Greasy fist fight a 75-year-old man for four and a half hours and listen to Jason Witten announce a game. Jason Witten's had so many concussions that I'm surprised he could pronounce words in everyday life, period. So let's listen to him announce an entire How many concussions has he had? Come on. Come on. What? Tell me. I don't fucking... I'm guessing more than 10. More than 10, less than 50. Here we go. Fucking guessing. Okay, he's probably been playing football since what? He's five years old. He has a conky a year. He's fucking, what, 70 now? 65 conkies? A conky a year? Yeah, probably. I doubt it. There's no way. I'm not talking about a major fucking knock you out for three weeks conky. I'm talking... Concussions are not fucking knock you out three weeks things. Sometimes Dude, they're just CTE is fake. Bell wrong. CTE yeah, is fake. Bob Costas said it. Yeah, it's not real. It's, no, it's it wasn't fake. Bob Costas. No, it wasn't Bob Costas. It was. I'll I'll get back to it. But there's a book about it, and yeah, someone went out there and just said CTE is not real. That's like, well, Merrill Hodge. Merrill. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah, Merrill. 
whoever names their kid Merrill, first of all, probably has CTE. Probably suffered from CTE, yes. Second of all, I'm not going to Merrill Hodge with my medical questions at any point. Well, see, Merrill Hodge went to the the best doctors in the business to to write his book. Oh, Rob Gronkowski's doctor? Probably. I yeah. I don't know, man. The guy I work with said he uh got a hold of Rob Gronkowski's doctor to uh look at getting a knee surgery from him. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's that yeah, that's probably available to you. Huh. Yikes. You know the kind of people who just have to lie about their everyday life to make themselves more interesting? Yeah. Yeah, it's just awful. Yeah, yeah. He said he needs twenty five grand up front. I was like, yeah, I'm thinking it's probably a little steeper than that, old boy. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski's personal surgeon. I'm I'm guessing it's hundred k plus. Thinking Rob Gronkowski doesn't have his own personal surgeon either. Yeah, he might. I mean, he's probably had a lot of surgeries. I mean, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it right. Go to fucking doctor. Yeah, he's just got Doctor Andrews or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the only guy who does ACL surgeries in the NFL. So uh, what's uh, what's the over under on Jason Witten's touchdowns this year? I'm going less than five. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the over on five. I would wow. too. That's crazy. I wouldn't. How many did he have his last season? Listen, like- DJ Antonio Gates this year was a useless fuck. But guess what? The only time he caught touch, the only time he caught the ball was in the end zone. Jason Witten is probably going to be a little more useful than Antonio Gates. Uh, if I had to get. Yeah. What was his last season? He didn't catch a touchdown pass to like week 13. Ooh. Witten? Yeah. I, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't have a great year. And he's only aged. So. But it's one last year getting beat up. True. Well, beat up physically, maybe. Get beat up in that booth. Tell you that for free. Jesus Christ. When Chris Collinsworth makes you look like a dumpster fire, you have some soul searching to do. Chris Collinsworth is a great, is a great broadcaster. <laughs> great quarterback, too. Shout out to wide, wide receiver. Yeah, white guy. Fun fact, he had five his last year. Hmm. See. I mean, he played all 16 games. He's played all 16 games since his last seven. His last four seasons. Five, three, three, five. With a fumble on each. Wow. Well, Three of the last four. Yeah. That's 2014. He didn't lose one. I don't know. I mean, 560 yards total with five tutters in your last year. Is he going to come aboard and make Dallas a better team? Maybe just being that experienced face in the locker room, I think, could be a a positive influence. But as far as his on-the-field play, I, I doubt he makes much of an impact at all. I will venture to say the opposite. 
because even though Witten was never the guy to like with breakaway speed, he was always the guy that would find spots, sit in it, and get you the first down to keep the chains moving. So, and that's what Dallas has lacked, honestly, since he left. And I think with Amari Cooper now, and uh, I mean, Zeke, we got a healthy line again. We get our center back. And Witten in there coaching up the tight ends. I still think Rico Gathers could be an animal if he could learn how to run routes. Uh, I think uh, I think they'll definitely come out of it with a positive. Not a lot, but definitely help out. And he'd be he'll probably be the difference in like three or four games. Could be. Well, um, I think he's gonna. I think he'll make a. He'll be. He'll be a positive impact on the team. Will it be a huge impact. Uh, I think he'll be very. It'll be a positive impact on third downs for sure. He's gonna move like the chains. Um, probably score a couple touchdowns in the red zone. Uh, yeah, he's not gonna be. I mean, you're not gonna want to pick him up in fantasy this year. I don't think. No. no, I mean, he's never really been that guy, though. You know, he's always, like I said, he's always just been the guy that'll move the chains when you need a crucial first down late in games. He's always done that. He's always been there. And he was always Romo's fucking security blanket. And yep. Dak showed a, Dak favored him as well. So, yeah. Fun fact never had a 10 touchdown season. There's not many tight ends that do. I mean, yeah, you're right. There's, as a whole, the league is, you're not going to see a lot of tight ends get that many. He had one so, season with nine, one season with seven, and everything else is six and less. Tight ends, I mean, yeah, you've got your guys that can, they're pretty, they, they can run routes, they've got speed. But then usually teams will have like a blocking tight end and then like a catching tight end. There's not many that can block and catch and get open like Witten. Yeah. I would agree. Let's look at Tony Gonzalez just as a reference. He's had one, two. I mean, Tony, we're talking Hall of Fame, one of the best tight ends to ever played football. He's only had three seasons. With ten or more, right? So, were they all with uh, Atlanta? No, two of which were with Kansas City. Okay. Nope, all three was Kansas City. Oh, really? And, and Atlanta, he had six, six, seven, eight, and eight. But throughout a, his, was that was a work done. Two era games of the three games. Falcons too, wasn't it? When he was there, wasn't work done the main running back? 2009, when he came to Atlanta? I don't know. Could be wrong. Maybe. I, I, I don't think work done was there in 2009. I like just chain, though. Work done's probably one of the ugliest human beings I've ever seen in my life. 
That's mean. I'm just saying. That's true. Uh, no, Warwick Dunn was not in Atlanta in 2009. He retired in 2008. Who was the running back at that time? For Atlanta? Yeah. I feel like there was another one like right after him that kind of did all right. Work done. Fucking name drop. Uh, I mean... Work done. Yeah, that is a name drop. But, I don't know. Kind of get off subject. Yeah, I, there's not a single reputable Atlanta Falcons running back in that era, so that I can think of. What do we got next? D Ford? Yeah, we got D Ford getting franchise tagged by the Chiefs. Uh, probably a good move on their part, considering he's the only person on their entire team who wanted to play defense. <laughs> I mean, granted, he dicked him pretty hard in the AFC Championship game, but I mean, hey. <sighs> Whatever. He had like, what, 17 sacks? 17 and a half sacks? I'm stupid. What'd you yeah, say? You did the math. They're going to end up paying him. 18 and a half million. They franchise him. They did. That's the average of the top five. So, I mean, that's a lot of money. You're eating away your cap space. He went from 46 down to, you know, not a lot. 28. And if you're looking at sniffing around Le'Veon Bell, you can have even less. If they didn't tag him, would he have been a free agent? Is that how that works? Yeah. So I think yeah, they have probably, to be, they but they're still going to gonna listen to trade offers. So, is it one of the stipulations that you have to be an unrestricted free agent that year? Mm. There's a bunch of weird rules about franchise tags. Uh, true. I'm not entirely up to date on the policy ins and outs. Yeah, I mean, the player has to be scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent. An unrestricted. You can be a restricted free agent. And you're not eligible for a franchise tag at that point. But, yeah, so D Ford, 18.5 million. Good player. Probably worth the worth the money for this year. I'm I'm guessing he is. I just like and then like a segue into that the Chiefs talking about, you know, going after Le'Veon Bell. If you have to franchise tag D Ford, your your cap space is sitting right around forty two million. So now you're down to, you know, a lot less. Looking at twenty six. Total. I don't, I don't think they want Le'Veon Bell. That's uh, the reports as of uh, yesterday, but I don't know how serious they are. Really, it's just something that came across in passing. But and there was uh, and Travis Kelsey too. He just had ankle surgery. Yep, saw that. They said it was, I think they said something. About it. it was just like a cleanup procedure, but he won't be back until like the start of 
training camp, so he'll miss like the spring OTAs and all that happy horse yeah, shit. I mean, if if you're Travis Kelsey, though, does it really matter? No. If you go to OTAs. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's like a leader in the locker room. I mean, I'm sure he'll be there, but he won't like participate. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be sure he'll be around for it. But but I guess nothing too serious to worry about for Chiefs fans. What do we got next? Nick Foles was not tagged by the Eagles. He's now an unrestricted free agent. Where do you think he's going to land? That that but honestly that kind of surprised me. I I don't it doesn't I don't surprise if, me. I don't I, I don't know if Carson Wentz is the future. I really don't. Tay's gonna hate it, but I mean the, the guy gets banged up. And, it is uh that is a problem. Uh, I mean if I'm an and, NFL team and when he right played, now, he didn't play good. This year. Who are you yeah. talking about Carson Wentz? Yeah, when he yeah, played it, it's not good. Injury prone, but like, well, two years ago he was MVP caliber. So one yeah, but season. That, but I don't but think. when he played, though, I mean, it, it didn't look good at all. Like he was missing passes and fumbling the ball, throwing meatballs for picks. I got. It did he? Didn't he play through his back injury for quite some time though? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think one season's enough to say that he's not worthy of being your franchise quarterback. But if he gets hurt again this year, uh, you're probably wishing you had Nick Foles. But And even when Nick Foles was playing in the regular season in place of Carson Wentz, he wasn't that impressive. Well, who's their backup without Foles? Sudfeld. Yeah. Yikes. The Sudfeld era will begin week five. You heard it here Probably. Uh, if Jacksonville doesn't go out and get Nick Foles, I'll be highly, highly surprised. Yeah. Nobody should. Jacksonville, Miami, Oakland, Cincinnati, or Tampa Bay would be the five teams that I would think would shoot for Nick Foles. Well, I mean, those are the real, like, those are, like, the obvious ones that need a QB, like, now. Well, yeah. But those I mean, are the people who can afford him, who are going to pay him, who are going to have him start right away. I, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I just uh, between no, what is it, five? I mean, can Tampa really? Does Tampa even really want to go get him this season? Because their team is such a dumpster fire. I mean, adding him would that even help? Probably not. Not right away. Because but. Nick Foles is getting up there. I mean, he can only help for, what, two, three years? I think a team that's it, close to a playoff spot would probably go all in and pick him up. Oakland. John Gruden. You're, wait, you're telling me Oakland is close to a playoff spot? The only thing they're missing After is this a quarterback? Year, they might be, honestly. John Gruden is kind of an evil genius in a way. Yeah, but you, you shit on him all year. Yeah. You said the team was dog shit, and all of it a sudden is. next year you're calling for playoffs? I'm not saying next year, but that's what I'm saying. Like the team that can go to the playoffs next, like this coming year. Okay, I mean, if you can be name me court. a team right now that adding Nick Foles makes them a playoff team. <sighs> really? I mean, I who, can't think one. Who are the four of the five that you just named off? I Miami, Oakland, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. 
I was gonna say Carolina, but they're stuck with fucking. Did you say Cincy? Yeah. Cincinnati might. No. Cincinnati might. No. I mean, they might go for them, but that doesn't make them worthy of a playoff. No, not. I mean, defense not terrible. AJ Green still got a few good years. They can figure out the running back situation. I think Jacksonville would probably be your best. You can't tell me that Jacksonville is not a potential playoff team. If you got Leonard be. Fournette for all 16 games, the quarterback right. and that defense, that's a fucking playoff team. Right. So, I mean, that that's why I said Jacksonville. I think that they're a good team. I just think they had a terrible year. Now here's the decision Jacksonville has to make. Are they going to draft a quarterback? Or are they going to go for Nick Foles and try to win now? I'd go for Nick Foles. Look at the quarterback draft. It's dog shit. I wouldn't really call it dog shit. There's like it's not great. Four Lock quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. Lock and Murray. Yeah. Four quarterbacks I mean, are going to go in the first round every year for the rest of the ask, NFL. Asking Murray, Lock, and Jones from Duke is going to go. In the first yeah. round, all four of them. There's going to be at least four quarterbacks in the first round of every NFL draft. That doesn't make it a good draft class. Yeah, but there's still good quarterbacks. In college. Well, yeah, that's what Drew the draft Locke is from. Is a good quarterback. Struggles with accuracy. Then you got Kyler Murray, who dropped a potential huge contract in the MLB to play in the NFL, measuring it at five foot ten. Is he Drew Brees? Probably not. Is he Russell Wilson? Mm, no. You have no idea. No, no one does. Right. So how can you say that they're not good? I mean they could be good respectively, but I'm saying like if you're if you can only name fucking four quarterbacks in the draft that are worthy of taking, then is it really a good draft class? Probably not. Well, how do you define worthy if you don't know what they're going to do? No one ever knows what any player is going to do ever. That right. fucking running fuck wide receiver who put up 27 reps and ran a 4-3-3-40 might be total dog shit in the NFL. No one knows. Right, but I mean they've got so good every numbers. Year, every player who ever gets drafted might be a Hall of Famer. That's the long and short of it, yeah. But realistically, this draft class for quarterbacks comparatively last year, where you had four really, really good college quarterbacks who everyone was really high on, as opposed to this year where you have not very many people very high on anybody outside of, I mean, everyone's talking about, you know, Kyler Murray, but that doesn't, you know, last year, Baker Mayfield. Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Drew, or not, what, what the fuck's it? Rosen? Yeah, Josh Rosen. And those were like the four that they talked about the most. But they were all potential one overall pick. Whereas Drew Locke is not going to go anywhere near number one overall. Not a fucking Good. chance in hell. No. He was like, he's not going to go one overall, but he's going to be He's going to be towards the top. So what I'm saying is this year's draft class of quarterback is a downgrade from last year. 
their performance in the NFL might be an upgrade. No one knows. Who's to say? Sam Darnold was toted as one of the best natural quarterbacks in a draft in a long time, and he looked like straight-up dog shit all season outside of week one. But you're just shitting on your own argument, then. Yeah. There is like, no... What, so, I'm just saying, like, as a whole, collectively, people aren't as excited about the quarterback position in the draft this year as they were last year. People don't care. Like, this year, it's like, meh, meh. Well, that's because every... The, the reason that's happening, DJ, is because, like, so the number one overall... Number one overall pick is the Cardinals. The Cardinals have Josh Rosen. They just got Josh Rosen last year. Therefore, they're probably not going to get a quarterback this year. Right. Uh, so there go. That's out the window. Then number two is uh, San Francisco. They got Jimmy G. Think they're going to go for a quarterback? Probably fucking not. Number three is I don't even know who number three. Is. I don't give a f- number three is like the Jets. They have fucking Sam Darnold. So we're not. The reason that the the talk is not there is because the teams who need a quarterback are not the first three teams. Oh yeah, like after like pick ten. Valid argument. I like it. And that's that's why I hate that hype shit. Like every year it's gonna be different because every team is gonna be looking for something different every year. Yeah, yeah. The Cardinals not except for the Broncos because they can't pick a first round quarterback to save their life. So no, the Raiders. The Raiders no. should think about getting a quarterback. I thought you were going to say I'm not a car guys, fan, but I thought you were going to say that they can't draft a first round pick to save their life. And I was like, I thought Bradley Chubb was pretty fucking solid this year, actually. But yeah, quarterbacks, no, terrible. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't mind. I don't. I think Dwayne Haskins could be good. He was very good in college. Kyler Murray was good in college. He could be. I mean, fuck, he's the Heisman. You never yeah, know what's going to happen. I mean, you, yeah, you just don't know. That being said, Marcus Mariota was a Heisman dog. finalist. So. And he's... Eh. Dog shit. Horrible. Well, one's cards. Rosen. Number two, Jimmy G. Three, oh. Darnold. The Raiders are at number four. I think... I honestly think John five. Lynch is going to fucking... No. Well... I was gonna say I think John Lynch might deal Jimmy G for something, but I don't know if he will. I don't think no. so. I doubt not it. After I think he's, I think not he because, because because of the money they paid him, and they haven't seen, they weren't able to see what he's got yet. Yeah. I mean, they they went five and zero when they first got him, and then they got him that contract. And then he tore his ACL at the beginning of the season. So they all, all they're gonna the, these top four quarterbacks that we've been talking about could all possibly go within the first ten pick. Yes. Like they did Anybody. last year. You got Oakland at number four, the Bucks at five, the Giants who definitely need one at six, the Jags at seven, and then you got the Broncos rounding out at number ten. Broncos are not taking a quarterback this year. They will take a cornerback almost guaranteed. <laughs> you heard it here first. Broncos draft a secondary defensive player at the number ten spot. You honestly think that, or do you think? No, I hundred percent think that. I don't. Your think GM, Lord and Savior, is going to botch it and go with the quarterback. Absolutely not. Because I think those top four that we talked about aren't going to be there at number ten. 
If Drew Locke is sitting there at 10, do you think they should take Drew Locke? No. You wait till next year and you get your, your another fucking four, five, six win season. Or you just okay. wait till two years from now and you get the fucking, uh, the hell's that kid's name? Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think it's worth Sunshine trying to punch Tua. up a big one. Tua's coming up. No, not Tua. Tua like crumples Tua. in the spotlight every time. Without uh, that's a that's a lie actually because his first year he did not crumble. He uh, freshman year, freshman year he brought him. He won the national championship. True. Mostly talking about last year. This past have, season crumbles have, in the spotlight without fail. Have one another time. bevy. Have yeah. another fucking bevy. I could use one, actually. But <laughs> moving on from we, no, we got just, a little off. I, I, if Denver takes a quarterback in the first round, it would be a travesty. I mean, you're not wrong. No, I know. Because Denver is a dumpster fire. Very much so. All right, still got, a, let's, still let's, got a great defense, though. Build I'm, on I'm that. Done, I'm done picking on Denver. Um, moving on from that, uh, Antonio Brown back in the news again because of his quotes. I have a quote. I have a couple quotes from uh, <clears throat> from earlier this week. Um, one of the quotes is, "We lose the game," and and he's talking about Ben Roethlisberger in this one. We lose the game, and he's like, A.B. should have ran a better route. He feels like he's the owner. Bro, you threw that shit to the D-line. How the fuck am I going to run a better route? You need to give me a better ball. Is he wrong? No. Um, and then another one is a, about his relationship. Wait a minute. Oh, another one's about his relationship with Ben Roethlisberger. I would have liked for me and Ben to be cool. I thought we was cool. But when I think... But when I think I've been to his house one time, he's been to my house one time, we don't work out in the offseason. You think that's winning? That's not winning. First of all, English was probably not his major. No, I'm guessing not. Second of all, he's acting like a whiny bitch. He doesn't play school. He didn't play school. Okay. I was was dabbling (laughs) in Twitter. I was dabbling in the Twitters the other day, and uh, someone, okay, Antonio Brown posted, ask me anything, I'll answer a select few, whatever. And since someone posted, who's more dangerous, Ben Roethlisberger in a crowded bar, or you in the open field? (laughs) (laughs) What did he say? He He, he did not respond to that one, but I just happened to see it. And I thought that was probably the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, or a strip club, one of the two. Yeah. You know, Antonio Brown, generational talent, yes. Future Hall of Famer, potentially. Great talent. Shut the fuck up. I I don't know. This is the second player now that's done it. I don't know. Is there... What the fuck is going on in that Pittsburgh locker room? Like, is there no, like, structure at all? Mike. Tomlin. Right. Yeah. He, I, Mike Tomlin. I'll say it. I said it before. Go. I say it now. He's destructive in the way that he coaches. Is he a player coach? Yeah, he gets along with everybody. He's everyone's best friend. That's great. But you got a, a literal, like a 53-man prima donna bullshit. I'm too fat for my prom dress. 
10 minutes before fucking showtime locker room. And you are doing nothing to help it. Nope. And he's also trying to trip players on the field. Yeah. So, well, let's not forget that. <laughs> I have a, I have another quote. This one's from Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald thinks that AB should be careful what he wishes for. Cause he's, cause obviously AB wants out of uh, Pittsburgh. And, um, Larry Fitzgerald says, I love A.B. Mr. Big Chess is a good friend of mine, but I don't think he's going about this right the right way personally. To be able to play with an all-time quarterback like he's able to play with, I don't think he understands how good he has it. It can get tough out there. And that's coming from a guy who's not really had a great quarterback hardly oh, ever. He's had fucking Carson fucking Palmer. Oh, but hey, then again, he did have hey, Kurt Warner in the beginning. Hey, he did have Kurt Warner in the beginning. That's great. Hey. But he's seen Take both sides easy. of it. He's seen the fucking Kurt Warner dropping dimes with toilet paper rolls into the paper bags before yeah. he was in the NFL to kind of mediocre, kind of not Carson Palmer, and then now a rookie quarterback. Well, he's and also he's also dealt with fuckers like uh, Ryan Lindley, uh, Drew Stanton, uh, uh, Matt. Uh, Matt from USC. Matt Leinert. Matt, Matt, Matt Leinert. <laughs> yes. Ballroom he's dancing, with some, fifth year senior. Larry Fitz has dealt with some gems. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is uh, twice the human a AB could ever be. Uh, he is an absolute, uh, absolute animal. He's a humbled guy. Like he's he's probably like one of the best like straight up guys in the NFL. But watch, ten years from now, there's gonna be fourteen women come out and say he raped them. But 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 here's shout out R. Kelly. If if free R. Kelly, one of the most humbled and respected guys in the league, and then he comes out publicly and says this about somebody, you know it's fucked up. Yep. If if Larry Fitzgerald is throwing shade, you fucked up big time. And uh, if I may be, I'm I'm listening to that. Them Chippewas though. Yeah, fire up chips. You know, Larry Fitzgerald got a degree in law enforcement on University of Phoenix. So did I. Hey, you want to move in together? Get an apartment, perhaps? Maybe two-bedroom? Maybe a one-bedroom? Maybe we cuddle? I'm just asking. If you're listening, hit me up on uh, Instagram or something. That was very desperate and kind of sad. Anyway. That's my entire life in a nutshell, Josh. Thanks for just <laughs> revealing that. I think you've already have on your multiple rants about the Denver Broncos and the head coach and John Elway. Hey, and, hey, but anyway, hey, Vic Fangio is probably going to suck as well. I'm, I'm just saying it. he's probably going to suck as well. I don't know but, why he's wasted his time over in Denver. He should be the Bears fucking defense coordinator. Yeah, if I'm the Bears, <laughs> if I'm Vic Fangio, like we just got Khalil Mack, defense, fucking best in the NFL. I'm not leaving. Fuck that. That's my legacy. Let's go to Denver and just, you know, deal with the dumpster fire. You have a couple, you know, a couple, two, three future Hall of Famers on the defense there. But, uh, I mean, is it worth it? I mean, maybe the money's worth it. I don't know what the what the difference in money is, but I, I don't know if I would have personally. But, I mean, I'm glad he's there. Hopefully, hopefully makes a difference. But, yeah. You know, it, uh, 
and AB is re- is just dumber than fuck mm-hmm. for doing this. Yeah, I don't know. And then uh, to to uh, to make it even worse, they uh, I think Adam Schefter put this out there. The teams that are currently interested in Antonio Brown are the Washington Redskins, Oakland Raiders, and Tennessee Titans. All right. The one team you listed who is potentially good is the Redskins. Potentially good. Tennessee's not too far off. Yeah, they're a quarterback and an offense away. But yeah. Well, you think fucking you think Antonio Brown's got problems with Big Ben. You think he's gonna have some issues with um uh Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, or I don't even whoever. know. But is, again, Alex, like, is Alex but, Smith even going to play? Yeah, yeah. But what are these? What are these locker rooms like? Though, too, you got to think like head coaches. Okay, he goes from Mike Tomlin, who lets him do whatever the fuck he wants, cry like a little bitch, and not discipline him. You think Mike Vrabel is going to put up with that? No. You no. think John Gruden's going to put up with that? Probably. Absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. John Gruden probably spanks his wife when she doesn't do the dishes. Okay. That's, I'm actually kind of into that. So shout out John Gruden. Big fan. There's water spots in these fucking glasses. God damn it, Janice. The fucking wine glasses have soap on them. And then when he comes out of his Chardonnay-induced coma, he realizes he's been beating the housekeeper, whose name is Ricardo. Uh, that's I feel like that's John Gruden's life in a nutshell. Like he just boy Enrique is just getting beat. Yeah. He just like wanders on the, he finds the first gardener he could find. <laughs> Juan Pablo from fucking El Salvador. He's fucking forty three years old. He's five foot nine, hundred and seventy eight pounds. He's beating the fuck out of him. Missing a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have Trent Dilfer come over and we're gonna Fucking beat the shit out of you! I feel like Brad, Brad Johnson for stuff. sure. Brad Johnson wears his Ronde helmet. Barber on speed dial. Uh, hey, hey! Ronde Barber is an established human. Okay, he is a professional. Tiki maybe. Tiki might. Tiki might do that. I feel like Tiki a good would one. also do many other things, but we're yeah. not going to get into that either. <laughs> what is Ronde Barber now? Like a fucking doctor? I have no fucking. I don't know clue. what Ronde Barber. I'm pretty is. sure he he got like a medical degree. I'm uh, something maybe law. I don't know. He did something crazy. He's like a fantastic human. But yeah, I feel like John Gruden just goes around beating random laborers <laughs> around his house. <laughs> I had too many glasses of Cabernet, and my wife left me, and I won't tell anyone about it. Oh. Uh. He's hollering out the window, spider two wide banana. <laughs> Everybody's looking at him like, what the fuck? He calls him into his fucking office and forces him to watch film. <laughs> I like now we get that, a cover man. two man with a QB spy on the left outside linebacker. You tell me. You tell me what kind of formation we're running here. I feel like that's the kind of guy John Gruden is. He wears high heel shoes, talks to nobody on a cell phone he hasn't paid for in six years. <laughs> he got a Nokia brick phone. <laughs> he plays Snake. <laughs> yeah. Snake and Brick Breaker. Uh, oh, what the fuck? Anyway. 
I can't. I've been googling Ronda. I can't figure out. He's a broadcaster. Okay. He's on Fox Sports. Oh, you know what? It might be Tiki. He's actually doing something crazy. Maybe it is. I haven't heard. I haven't heard from Tiki in a while. Oh, because he had. He had. Was that? Was that a thirty for thirty on Tiki Barber? It might be. Because there's like some weird controversy about him too. Like when he left and. He's an actor. Tiki is? Yeah. And what, home videos? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Him and Hulk Hogan just slinging sex tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. I just want to let everyone know that Hulk Hogan definitely has a sex tape, and I want you to forget that. Well, so apparently does Robert Kraft now, too. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, so would you like back. to know would you like to know Tiki Barber's filmography? <laughs> <laughs> back to our fanny band, it's nine, return of the brown eye. <laughs> the hills have thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of the shit, the all anal final chapter. Uh two thousand eight. Night Rider, he played a drill sergeant. Uh Using a Dave Matthews band music video. <laughs> Laura Croft Womb Raider. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he co-hosted season two of the Ultimate Beastmaster with Chris Stefano and CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He made a Broadway debut as Don in Kinky Boots in 2019. Uh, oh. Ran until... Uh, Till tomorrow, actually, it's over tomorrow. <laughs> get, a rip, get some tickets. He was yeah. also focus up. Uh, Tiki Barber was also touchdown and wow, wow, Wubsy. All right, I don't know what off of that fucking that top. We're giving him too much fucking airtime for our low yes. budget fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, Tiki Barber, you owe me money. By the way, I'm selling you tickets out here. <laughs> what a fucking joke that is. Here I was thinking one of you is established. I was so wrong. You're not. <laughs> so Ronde's doing well for himself. Okay, yeah, Ronde is. Tiki Barber's. Have some respect for Ronde Barber. Tiki Barber's on the same track as R. Kelly right now. He's gonna Put be some respect on, on his name. Put some, he's going to be peeing on teenagers for 50 bucks. And... That's a whole <laughs> other fucking topic that we could dive into. That, hashtag that, free R. Kelly. That documentary, whatever the fuck it is. Holy Surviving fuck R. Is Kelly. Surviving is, is R. Kelly. There. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. It's a lot. All right, let's get this fucking train back on the tracks here. Let's talk about abducted in plain sight for a second. Let's fucking, let's fucking reel it in. Can we let's not? Get, let's Can get to this not? NFL combine. Let's get you, to this NFL combine. Can, let's I talk about the combine. The combine, I have a life. What is wrong with you? You have Jeez. a life, yet you're sitting on this fucking podcast. Eat me. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're you're, you're talking to us on a podcast and drinking fucking JMO. You have no life done. I know. <laughs> Join the rest of us. Uh, welcome to the middle class, America. Anyway, NFL Combine. DJ Metcalf. Absolute fucking freak of nature. 6'3", or he's like, yeah, he's 6'3", 228 pounds or some shit. 27 reps on the bench, 4.33. 40 four three and then, a, and then a, he had a four three three and then oh. he had a four three eight. Oh, oh, oh so he's slacking. 
Absolute fucking animal. They put him side by side by Julio Jones, pulled away from him. Yeah, Julio Jones is like 53 years old. That's not really fair. That's not even close, but not not even remotely close. He's probably like 27. Probably. Probably. uh, (laughs) Fuck. I thought the most impressed. Born in 89, he is 30 years old. Okay. Whatever. He's got a couple years left. He's good. He ran a four three nine in his combine. Uh, DK yeah, Metcalf ran a four three three. Yeah, so he he's uh, I'm talking about Julio Jones. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. he's uh, he's definitely the same kind of body type. Six three two twenty. I think he's a little lighter, a little lighter in the shorts, perhaps, than Julio was. <laughs> but. Uh, Right. Yeah, I mean he's he's an absolute freaking nature. This guy, DK Metcalf. The thing that boggles my mind though, he's twenty-seven times on a bench. He's putting himself up there twenty-seven times. Come on. Especially, I mean, as a wide receiver though, do you even really care no. about your two twenty-five? No, there's game? some there's some wide receivers do who don't even do it. I wouldn't even do it. Yeah. There's there's but, the only people who do it are people like DK Metcalf who wants to let you know that he's fucking. Yeah, just a fucking way, animal. Yeah. By the way, I'll eat your kids. Just, <laughs> yeah, this is me. Not, not only will I catch the football, I will eat your children. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess. And then fifteen pounds of steak after. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so he's fast. He can jump. Really, he can jump high. He can jump. He did that broad jump too. It was really good, like eleven feet or something. I don't know what it what it was, but. Then my other my other note on the combine was the Iowa tight ends. They both had really good days. Um, very large men. Uh, very large men that run like a four five forty. They're like six. They're like six five two fifty running four five forties, forty inch verticals, eleven foot broad jumps. I don't know what they did on the bench, but uh, I should probably figure that out. It, it doesn't even matter. No, those stats alone. It, 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 yeah, yeah. That's one of them. One of them's probably going to go. They're both probably going to go in the first round, though. The Iowa tight ends. Yeah, I mean, that would yeah, be a but, shock. Speaking of Iowa, how about uh, Josie Jewel getting a heavier workload here coming up? I like it. Josie Jewell looks like the kind of guy that if he had a mullet, you wouldn't be mad about it. <laughs> the mullets are in nice, again. It's 2019. Nice Kentucky waterfall he's got going on there. I'd be all right with it. Yeah. But I'm going to say it out loud right now. If Josie Jewell grows a mullet, then Bradley Chubb has to get a jerry curl. All right. Yeah, I'm going to say it now. If you're listening, both of you. Jerry Curl mullet combo. God, I wonder if Josie Jewell and Bradley Chubb are one of our 15 listeners. I really. They might be. You know, you never know. It could be. Josie Jewell's right now is just sitting in his house in Colorado that he bought with his bonus check. And he's like, yeah, this guy's got it. I'm going to do definitely do that. I'm going to get a mullet, some racing stripes. First of all, steps. Let's not, uh, let's not get out of hand here. The racing stripes are a little much. Okay. Just a traditional. Kentucky waterfall, feathered in front, Joe Diffie style. 
I never knew you were a pickup man. I am. I also have a mullet. Yikes. <laughs> big R A part right there. But anyway. Yeah, but uh Josie Jill, if you're listening to this, uh tell your friends about us for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I want Vaughn Miller to, to DM me on Instagram and be like, hey man. You're my favorite person ever, even though you totally, I totally ignored you in Arrowhead that one time. Remember? Yeah, I remember. Motherfucker. People don't forget. Yeah, people don't forget. Piece of shit. Asshole. Fuck you, Jonesy. Your mom tried to put a finger in my ass last night. I said only let Riley's mom do that. (laughs) If your balls are tugged, you pit fucker. Uh, Oh, fuck. Um... Is that all you got on the uh, NFL news, Don? I think that's it for NFL news, yeah. A lot of NHL news, a lot of trades. Uh, I don't know shit about the NHL. You'll hear here first. I literally NHL illiterate, almost. I know, like, if we're talking 2005 and you name somebody, I'm like, yeah, I remember that fucking guy. I'll tell you who he played for. But Nowadays, I have no fuck. I have no idea what's going on. Like Robert Lang, fuck. I have his autograph card. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Robert back, Lang. Back number back when he was playing with the Capitals or no Red Wings number Holy twenty. Fuck. Robert Wings. Lang. Yeah, Robert <clears throat> no. fucking Lang. Like I anyway. I was so into hockey when like I'd go over to your house in Dodgeville. We play NHL three. Remember. Thomas Vokoon. Fucking the announcer in that game was outrageous. Oh. Vokoon. Like, that's how he said it. It's great. But With the howitzer. Yeah. Like, when Pavel Bure was a, was a household name. Remember that? Pavel Bure. Wow. People don't remember his brother, Valerie Bure. <laughs> Shout out NHL 2003 soundtrack. Okay. Played the shit out of that. Damien beat me every game for at least two years straight. Yeah, it was really good uh, when we played PlayStation, and then when we played when we moved on to Xbox later in life. You kept playing, and I stopped playing. And yeah, you got you got good at it, and I suck at all video games. So I'm still terrible at it compared to like Buddha and Bundy. So yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how to play at this point. I played like two games of Chell 19. I terrible. Back in the day, oh three days where you still used buttons. I still use buttons now. Yeah, so. that's why you suck. So yeah. <laughs> everyone shits on me for using hybrid controls when the only difference is instead of using RT to pass, you hit A. And shooting's B. No, shooting I still use a stick. Well then why don't you get rid of the fucking A for pass? Just use the triggers like a normal human. Because I can't get used to it, so I don't. Oh my god! Practice step, makes perfect. Step up your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just—I'm never going to buy another NHL game ever, so it doesn't really matter. But that's dark. <sighs> it's true. I'm not. Anyway, like, literally, we all bought it. We played it for like what a week, and no one's played it since. We still play so. it. I've literally in the last six months, I think we've played Chell twice. Well, we, but me and my brother, we play it quite frequently. 
Must be when I'm not online because I've never seen it. Well, usually it's when I'm off. So yeah, yeah. Either way, terrible at chow. Uh, if you challenge me, you'll win. You're loud. Anywho, should we dive into the NHL news? Yeah. So uh, Ottawa Senators fire their coach. Uh, team's a dumpster fire. They just got rid of their uh, three leading scorers. Two of them went to Columbus. Uh, I, I, I think that team needs a whole fucking needs to rebuild big time. Right. One of the worst teams in the fucking league. Yeah. Somebody, if somebody shared team. a picture. Somebody shared a picture on Instagram, and it was the picture when they made that playoff run a few years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. And it showed everyone where they are now. There was like six people with a Sens jersey still on. Yeah. And three of those, well, two of them, because I think was it Zang, Zangle or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was on there, but he's gone now too, and so is uh, Mark Stone. Yep. So uh, they're exactly a dumpster fire, like the epitome of a dumpster fire. Shouldn't they just get rid of every like even the fucking GM? Start from scratch. Good. I mean, you'd think, but obviously, they don't believe the GM's the problem. Yeah, yeah. If he's still there, because why else would you can your coach and keep your GM around if you don't think he's the issue? That's exactly probably fair. They they the GM has a list of what he wants in the next coach too. I don't know if you saw. He they put uh <clears throat> the GM said they're currently looking for a coach and they have a list of what they're looking for in their next their next coach, and I. Uh, Mm-hmm. But like the it was it was kind of weird this mm-hmm. year because the last few years we were talking about it earlier, like in the NHL, chemistry is such a big thing in hockey because there's no set plays. You don't get a whistle after every play like the NFL, and there isn't a fucking whistle every. 20 to 30 seconds like basketball. I mean, theoretically, you can go an entire period without a whistle. Right, you could. Um, It's a fast-paced game. The chemistry between not only, like, your line mates and D pairings, it's knowing, okay, who's going out when I, when somebody comes off the ice. Like, the coach has got to be on top of that shit. But more Likely than not, it's usually just the players who keep track of it. I mean, the coaches will obviously put players out in certain like instances. Yeah. But like in the first period, when when the boys are rolling and they're buzzing around, it, it's usually just the players are for the most part just taking care of themselves, unless there's like a like a power play opportunity or P- PK. But if it's just straight up five on five for a fast paced first period or second period, it, it's usually just players keeping an eye on okay who's coming off, who's going out. Um, Coach will give them like at the beginning of the game. Usually they'll they'll match up, um, especially in the playoffs. They'll match up. So if like they see like somebody go on the ice and coach said, "Okay, you're going to match up against this line," 
then usually they'll jump when they get the chance to change. So for hockey, it's a huge thing, especially around like uh, the trade deadlines. Mm-hmm. They they try to do it at least a couple weeks prior so they can get the the new guy in and get him acclimated to the locker room. Get him playing, get him practicing with him. But this year, there was actually quite a few big trades on the 25th, which is the deadline. Right. I mean, they're, they're like big, big trades, too. So, they have, uh, so the, the requirements that the coach, or the GM's looking for in a new Ottawa Senators coach is very specific. He's looking for a teacher who will focus on the development and growth of each player on the team, a listener who encourages feedback from players and the coaching staff, a communicator who will let every team member know where they stand and what is expected, a tactician who brings structure and game planning that will enhance our rebuild. So he's pretty much saying Guy Boucher did none of those things. Exactly. First of all, who the fuck names are kid Guy? People from uh, Canada. Usually a French. Absolutely French fucking descent. ridiculous. Guy Bear. Shout out Bondo. One of the all-time greatest goalies for the uh, Anaheim Mighty Ducks. But, I mean, some of these trades were... were now I know you wanna you wanna try to get what you can for your for like the players that you get rid of. Yeah. But like they were getting rid of like some serious key players. I mean, mm-hmm. Mark Stone's gone, Dezangle's gone. I mean, they got rid of Car- they let Carlson walk. I mean, at some point you gotta say enough's enough and at least hold on to somebody. Yeah. You're I mean, Duchesne they got like I said, they got rid of their top three scores. Duchesne's gone, uh Dezingle's gone. And Mark Stone's gone. Uh, obviously, Carlson left. I, will, I don't blame a, him. You need uh, me either. Yeah, Fucking team's don't. a dumpster fire, and now he's playing for the Sharks. I mean, uh, life's probably okay over there. I would imagine. I wouldn't mind going from Ottawa to the sunny beaches of California. Probably not. Right, not bad. Probably doesn't mind that, but he's got a smoke show of a wife, so it really doesn't matter probably where mm. he went. But mm. don't know what she looks like, but I will absolute dime. Right, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna look her up for you boys. You guys go ahead and discuss, and I'll bust out some uh, big time trades once I'm done uh, creeping and googling uh, Eric Carlson's wife. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I I I, I type in. I type in Eric Carlson. Uh, the first three are Eric Carlson trade. Yeah. Eric Carlson hockey DB. Eric Carlson wife. That. Yeah, why not? Absolute dime. Oh, yeah. Big time. Eric, hang on. Yeah, the results get, are get, in. Get that, get that in there. Can you see it? Can you oh, see it? Yeah. Yeah, she's a nice looking lady. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind looking at it. But him, though, he's a handsome motherfucker. Yeah, yes, he is. I mean, very, 
He is one handsome bastard. Man Rocket, as they say. 100% Rocket. The ankle snipe Sally. Shut up. She, she, shut up Wood smash. Guys. Shut up. Wood smash. But anyway, uh, off to Carlson, his wife, <clears throat> off of both of them being fucking gorgeous. Um, yes. Uh, the So, who do you think won at the deadline? I think, I, I mean, Columbus got a lot of good pieces with, uh, the two, I mean, two of the leading scorers from Ottawa, plus Keith Kincaid, which he's not going to be the starter, but if, uh, you know, I have some problems with uh, Bobrovsky in the fucking playoffs, then you, <clears throat> you got a solid backup anyhow. And, and Kincaid, he, he, let's be honest, he didn't really get much help in New no. Jersey, though, either. But as far as which team... On paper, I would definitely say Columbus because they got the scores. Yeah. But as what, far about as Ve- like, what about Vegas being uh, Vegas getting Mark Stone? That, I mean. I mean, Vegas, is they were already a contest. The, the, the paper is definitely Columbus. I'll, I'll give right. you that. But as far as getting like those one or two guys that finally makes your team click, mm-hmm. I I would venture to say there's like two or three really. I mean, Nashville picked up um, Michael Granlund from Minnesota, which I thought they would never get rid of him. That one kind of surprised me a little bit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Another one that surprised me was Wayne Simmons actually leaving Philly. Philly's not too far out. I mean, Philly's still got a chance. Yeah. But then again, Wayne Simmons, end of his contract, get what they can for him. That's what, uh, that's, yeah, you gotta, you gotta do it. Otherwise, he goes for, walks for free. And Nashville picks him up. I mean, it's, I would say probably Nashville. I don't think they're going to make it too far, but as putting their team together, I think Nashville's looking pretty good. Do you think Columbus is finally going to... Are they going to win a series? You think... But Colts like gonna... fucking Torts. Torts should be able to win a, a Stanley Cup by himself as head coach. Yeah. He is the biggest fucking beauty in the league as far as coach. <laughs> was he, there was just a quote. He said that uh, he didn't want to do shootouts anymore. He wanted to do three-on-three until one team died. That's no, what he said. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, he kind of said it in jest because he he kind of laughed because I, I I watched that uh, mm-hmm. presser that he did with that, and he brought up a good point. He said, "Let the game figure itself out. Right. A shootout is not a part of hockey. Like it, it it is, but it's not hockey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Even though you're dropping it to three on three, three on three is still playing hockey. Your main focus is to play offense, defense, put the puck in the net. Right." Whereas a shootout, it's a one-on-one. And let's be honest, unless you're Nikita Kucherov, it could go 50-50. And mm-hmm. that's really not how games should be determined in the NHL. No. I, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, the only, I think part most of the reason they do it is because it's entertaining. Right. It, it, right. It's that bang for your buck right at the end. Right. Which I would, and he even says, I think three-on-three three would be more entertaining than a shootout. 
And I completely agree. Probably, yeah. You got I wouldn't, this, I wouldn't you, doubt it. Normally, teams rotate their top three or their top two forwards and a defenseman. Mm-hmm. You rotate those three guys out, and it's the best three players from each team collectively playing against each other on a full sheet of ice until someone buries. And three on three, the average, I'm, I'm not 100% positive, but I'm, I want to say it's not too far. Like, I think when they brought in the three on three, it cut down the. Sh- the the uh, shootout quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the statistics, but they said that it, it did cut it down a little bit. But as far as like three on three as a whole, I think that should be until somebody scores. I agree with them on that. 100%. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't disagree. That's, you, I know who, mind. you know who I think actually struggled? And is probably going to continue to struggle after this trade deadline went by. Mm. Even though they've acquired Dennis Weidman and I think one other defenseman um, is the Penguins. Mm-hmm. If I'm not wrong, I do believe they are out of a playoff spot at the moment. I think you are correct. They were earlier this week anyway. They're number four in the Metro at 77 points. Let's check the conference here real quick. And they're number seven in the conference. Yep. And I don't. I, I mean, they did have an injury on the back end, which is why they went after some defensemen. I just don't see Pittsburgh making it. And when, you, when, you, when you've got players like Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby playing on your team, and you're not making it to the playoffs, that's sad. There's some serious fucking issues going on. Sidney Crosby is arguably the best hockey player to, to ever lace them up. Yep. To ever. Yep, and we went I, over that argument a few episodes ago about Wayne Gretzky, all that happy bullshit. It, it, it. Wayne Gretzky does not hold a light to Sidney Crosby at this point in time, or right. Alexander Ovechkin. Whether you love him or hate him, right? Crosby's fucking. You yeah. got to respect. I, I hate him. I can't stand him. He's a fucking crybaby. He's a yeah, bitch. I agree. But he's still Talented. arguably the best forward in the league, or ever. But another team that I think the last two, three years, Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Winnipeg, they picked up Kevin Hayes from the Rangers. Saw that. He, I was listening to another podcast on the way home today. Donald's with me on our venture home. See. Uh, they were talking about Kevin Hayes, and he's, now that he goes into Winnipeg, Little can drop down to the third line. And Kevin Hayes is that big body. He can shoot. He can pass. He can complement that second line. Put the puck in the back of the net because you need you need top six guys. You need all top six to be playing. And now that little can drop down to the third line, he's got the better matchups against other teams' third lines. Less yeah. ice time, but he's got more of a shot to put the puck in the net because he's not playing against all of your higher defensive players or your better defensive players. 
Winnipeg also made a couple other moves too. I'm trying to figure out. They got Matt Hendricks from Minnesota. And they uh, get a defenseman. They got, yeah, Bogdan Kisselvich, Kisselevich from Florida. I'm not sure who that is. Rodgers from Columbus. On the 25th, uh, Arlen home. The Jets got defenseman Nathan Ballou from Buffalo. Right. He's a good pickup. Forward Par Lindholm. Yep. Depth. And forward Alexander Broadhurst. Right. Another for depth future guy. Yep. For future considerations. There's a lot of moves on the fucking 25th. Oh, big time. Jets, another one. Matt, uh, Matt Hendricks move. Yep. That was 25th. Yeah. I don't know. I think, so if you had to pick right now, just based off what you've seen so far and the trade deadline moves, out of the East, who do you think is going to be in the cup final? It's hard to pick against. I mean, Tampa's been good all year, but. Okay, okay. Bar, okay, let's just say barring Tampa Bay. Yeah. Tampa Bay gets an early out, whatever. Yeah. But I can't, but I will say this. Based on the standings right now, one through five in the East, Tampa, mm-hmm. number one, obviously. Boston, 87 points. Yep. Toronto, 84. Islanders, 81. Washington, 81. Now, if for some reason Tampa keeps that top spot, and maybe a team like Columbus creeps in there, Philly creeps in there, Pittsburgh maybe stays at that last spot and finally comes in. Carolina, I don't think they're going to keep it up. I think Carolina tails off. They missed the playoff. The surge is great. I love it. You know, piss off fucking Don Cherry. I hate that old fuck. <laughs> I can't stand him. The surge is awesome. But if Tampa ends up playing either Philly, Columbus, or Pittsburgh in the first round, uh-huh. There might be an upset alert. It, it Tampa's fucking awesome, but you still don't want to play teams that are rolling into the playoffs on a high note, especially teams that are fighting for it just to get in. I mean, Tampa's Tampa's in fucking cruise control right now. They haven't skipped a beat all year. Right. I mean, they're they're way above everybody. So, but I mean. to get back to the original question, barring Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. uh, I'd say Toronto. I'd like to see Toronto. Uh, I mean, Toronto is... If they can get the goaltending figured out... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, if, and they if can Anderson's get on. Yeah. If, if Anderson's on... I mean, I saw them I saw them live. I saw them play Vegas. In Vegas. Not a big deal. I would... No, nah, yeah, not a big deal. Uh, I was impressed by their power play. Power play was... Well, that night anyway. I haven't I haven't seen too well, much Toronto. Well, fuck. You got Matthews, Tavares, yeah. uh, Mitch Marner. Mitch I mean, Marner. You've got like uh, eight Morgan guys Riley like on the back Nylander, end. Yeah. Morgan Riley. You've got like nine guys that, that you can... I mean, they have the luxury of having like nine to ten guys where they can put on the first power play line and expect to score. Right. It was... Now, it was their record impressive. doesn't necessarily show that because of the faulty... Goaltending, a little bit shaky D, mm-hmm. but I think Toronto Toronto could definitely come out of the East if it's not Tampa Bay. And then I think 
<clears throat> I think the West is a big toss up too. I don't I don't know who you think Gary who you think is gonna come out of the West. I mean the West oh. could be it could be pretty much anybody. I got I gotta take my my uh Vegas hat off here and start thinking. <laughs> to come out of the West, it is such a shit show. I mean, compared to the East, where you've got Tampa at 104, mm-hmm. the four next teams at 80 plus points, and the next four to five with 70, you've got the legal or the conference leading Calgary Flames with 89. Yep. Then San Jose at 84, Winnipeg 80. Nashville 79, Vegas 75, St. Louis 74, which would be my sleeper, even after all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas, another good chance. Minnesota 70, Dallas at 71, um, and the Yotes at 69. Now, out of the West, <laughs> I mean, none of these teams sound great. Right. But like I said before, Nashville with those acquisitions. They can put a run together. They got Pecorine, who, yes, has had a terrible playoff history, I guess you'd say. Right. But the top two will take Calgary out of it, too. Because Calgary, I think think they'll they'll have a good shot to make it to the conference final. But to take Calgary out, San Jose, I'm getting them out, too. Well, actually, I don't think San Jose is even going to make it past the first round. You heard it here first. I think San Jose is getting bounced by a more hungry, younger team. I think the two teams probably to watch out of the Western Conference, other than Calgary, is Winnipeg and Nashville. Maybe, maybe St. Louis. St. Louis, hot goaltending could be. And that's what they've been lacking. They've been lacking goaltending and a little bit of scoring. Until recently. Until recently, yes. If they can get those going, I think... Oh, man. It's it's hard to judge what Nashville's going to do because obviously we haven't seen much since the trade deadline Mm -hmm. and how those those new uh, players are going to mesh. But I think... I I don't think it'd be too far of a stretch to say that you'd probably see Calgary, Winnipeg, Nashville, and St. Louis looking to make it to the Western Conference final. Those four teams will be playing for the shot to get to the Western Conference Final. Minnesota, I think they're just checked out. Uh, Colorado, I mean, even with Broussard signing, I don't think they've got what it takes to put the put the puck in the net mm-hmm. or to keep them out. Um, Chicago, hey, Semyon Varlamov is a fucking animal. You just hold the noise down over there, Chicago. <laughs> too much of a too much of a hole off the get go. Yes, they're making a push. You can argue that they could clinch one, mm-hmm. but and then a dumpster fire. Fucking Anaheim Ducks, R.A.P. Bundo. Um, they're just fucking atrocious. Um, L.A. Kings. Uh, don't even worry about it. Edmonton, arguably one of if any player gives Crosby a run for his money. In the near future, it'd be Connor McDavid. David, yep. It's it's sad to see all that to transpire, but so would you be surprised if I told you 
that Pittsburgh is in a is in a wild card spot currently as it sits. Yeah, currently as it sits, they are. Yeah, they got they got the seventh seed. Yeah, Columbus is out, and so is Philadelphia currently and right. Buffalo. But but Columbus is only two points out of that that, that spot Pittsburgh's got. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. seventy seven, Columbus seventy five. Philly, they're only seven points back. It would take a miraculous letdown from one team, which I think will be Carolina. I think Carolina drops out of the top eight. Montreal, that will be that 8-9 buffer. I think you'll see Columbus jump up to Pittsburgh's spot at seven. And then I see Pittsburgh possibly jumping up to Carolina's spot at six because there's just too much talent to not make it. it. And Mm -hmm. they acquired some defensive help. I, I think you see Washington probably go to two or three. You see the Islanders drop out of the playoffs because I don't think they've got enough consistency. And Toronto goes to two. Boston drops to four. Okay. I, I, I can see Tampa possibly playing Philly. Buffalo, there was all that hype. They show their true colors lately. Uh, yeah. Islanders, I see them dropping right out. I mean, if we're being honest, I can't wait for the playoffs. No. That's what a lot of people say, though. They don't watch hockey until the playoffs because it's the best fucking playoff sport ever. And it's the only time I can watch hockey in Iowa because that's the only uh, the only hockey that plays at the playoffs. Oh, it sucks. But and I well, whatever co- I can see, whatever happens on uh, NBC Sports Network during the week, right. I can see I can catch those games. But <clears throat> maybe yeah, it'll be interesting to see who jumps, who jumps up, who jumps, who drops out. Boston. Same thing. They started off slow. The typical Boston thing started off slow. They had a couple speed bumps, and all of a sudden they're in second place. Yeah, month of February is good for them, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I don't think didn't they they didn't lose a game in regulation all February. Well, at home they're twenty four seven and three. So that's solid. They're, they're on a three game win streak right now. Carolina's on a five game win streak. I I don't see that advancing too far after that. Uh, Mont- but then there's some weird wild cards in there, like Montreal. Like everybody thought they're gonna be dog shit this year, and then all of a sudden, hey, they're fighting for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. But for sure, I see the Islanders floundering out of the playoffs. Washington possibly going to one or two or uh, two or three. Sorry, uh, I-, I think it'd be two or three will probably be Washington and Toronto. Islanders drop out. Carolina drops out. Pittsburgh probably goes to five, maybe six. Um, and Columbus and Philly sneak in there at seven and eight. And like I said before, Tampa better be ready to play some hockey if Columbus or Philly gets in there. Because you know Philly. Philly's just a bunch of fucking scumbags. And mm-hmm. they got a scumbag fucking mascot named Gritty. <laughs> But I, I I think the East is going to be going to be good uh, playoff hockey to watch. 
and it's not to take it's not going to take anything from the West, but I I don't know. I <laughs> this Western Conference just does not look appetizing. I guess no. It's, I mean, I, there's I definitely mean it's there's, tight. It's tight, and it's going to be good playoff hockey. But you just don't see the you don't see the Stanley Cup contender yeah. coming out of the West. Like I think you'd have more. I think you'd have better if you took two Eastern Conference teams and made them play for the Cup. I think it'd be better hockey than the East versus West in the final. That's probably true. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with that. But that's that's how it's laid out, and for my optimal playoff or Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. I would probably I'd like to see Tampa play Winnipeg. I was I was close. I was uh, I want Winnipeg. I want Winnipeg out of the West, and I want Toronto out of the East. That'd be good for Canada. Yeah, it would. They haven't had a team in the finals since fuck, God knows when. It's been a while. Don, who do you want to see in the Stanley Cup? Obviously, Colorado. Coming in hot and horny. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a Colorado-Canadian final. Wow. Yeah, you heard it here first. Couple, couple underdogs. Yeah, underdog. That's fucking way underdog. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, Colorado's only three points out of a playoff spot currently. I think they could definitely sneak their way in there if they pull their heads out of their ass here. They've been doing better. Uh watch Don last. fucking call it. Watch it be Colorado and fucking Montreal. <laughs> I would the, shit the thing with Colorado is. They're 13, 12, and 6 at home. Like, Ugh. it's not good. That's gross. No. 15, I mean, 13, and 6 on the road. Like, Colorado at the beginning of the season. They're consistently so far. Colorado now are just totally different squads, it seems like. Um, disappointing all around. But that being said, they pulled it together here late. And they're, you know, with 10 games left, they're not that far out. Do I think they're going to make a playoff appearance? Probably not. If they do, they'll probably bounce. The one thing you do have going for it, it is the Western Conference, so anything's yeah. possible. I mean, you got the fucking Yotes at 69 points, for Christ's sake. Ninth. Minnesota, hey. who's just... <laughs> I, fuck. I, it almost seems like they've given up. Yeah, and they're in the eighth spot. And Calgary, I none of these teams have like that punch, like the Eastern Conference does. Um, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Ham and Cheese, mm-hmm. up in Calgary. He's he's a phenom. Twenty six and five at home. I mean, they're 41-17-7. So Calgary's a pretty solid squad. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets are a solid squad, obviously. But uh, outside of those two teams, it, it kind of dips off from there. 
Um, there's not a lot of great teams there. Viable teams, uh, if they can make a push late, they can carry momentum into the playoffs, sure. But uh, the Eastern Conference, as far as dominant teams go, there's really no competition. Calgary, oh, fuck. It, it, <laughs> it just, like, the normals aren't there. Your, your Blackhawks aren't in the mix. Your Ducks aren't in the mix. Your Kings aren't even in the mix. Vancouver. I mean, you look at this, you look at this ranking, like, five to eight years ago, it's completely backward. Other than San Jose. Because San Jose is usually up there. Like, right. Calgary was a dumpster fire for a while. Edmonton has been for a while. Colorado's been hit and miss. Every once in a while, they'll make it. Sometimes they won't. But the biggest one, the, the weirdest one, I think, is Dallas. I mean, when your owner comes out and pretty much calls you some bitches, I don't know. They need a little strategy. Call. Yeah. I, I, I guess. But I don't know if I'm going after fucking Jamie Ben like that. Bold no. strategy, Cotton. I don't know. And then Vegas is who we thought they were. <laughs> they throw on a hell of a show over there, though. No, I mean, I mean to come on your in your first two seasons and be competitive. Oh, but yeah. I mean, the NHL set it up that way, though, when they changed the the rules on um, the draft, mm-hmm. the expansion draft. Yeah, it, which I don't know. Does it help? Yes. Did it kind of piss a lot of people off? The why they did it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then it brings up the question: Are they going to do it now for what is it? Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. And when are they due? Twenty twenty one. Something like that. Yeah. I. I don't know. It's just Seattle SuperSonic. <clears throat> Stop it. Come on. They, they, Nash, they, haven't, they haven't picked a name yet, have they? No, I don't. As far as I know, there was a list, so. obviously, but yeah. Well, there was a list of like thirty-five fucking. But not to stray too far away. Top two, I think. Come on, the West. Oof. Winnipeg. And. Fuck. I want to say St. Louis because I think they can get it going. And I don't think Calgary has the steam. I think it's going to be Winnipeg and St. Louis. I don't think Calgary's got the steam. I don't think San Jose has got the legs. You need to count out Nashville. Uh, the only thing that bothers me about Nashville is fucking Pecorine becomes a screen door and a submarine in the playoffs. What if Flurry gets hot for Vegas? That's that's Vegas' saving grace is they can roll those four lines mm-hmm. and they've got a solid... They, you need a goalie to make a cup run. And Flurry has shown time and time again that he can be that guy. I mean, it, it obviously it's possible, but I just don't think 
Vegas can keep up with Winnipeg, the big bruisers, and St. Louis's offense. If they can continue to stay on the right path, of course. No. I like <clears throat> I like I like Winnipeg. I like what Winnipeg did at the deadline. I like what Columbus, who's currently sitting out of a spot, I like what they did on the Eastern Conference. But I don't know. Like I said, I I want I want Toronto and in Winnipeg this year. That's what I want to see in the final. We'll just have to wait and see. We're getting closer and closer. How many games roughly are left for each team? A little 10. less than twenty. They're at sixty-five. Right? You're like so. They're all they're all around sixty-five yeah. games played. Yeah, and there's eighty-two in a year, so close. A little less than twenty for each team. So even if even if Tampa drops the next, what is it, sixteen? They have left to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll still be in like fourth. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. Barring any major injuries and depth issues. Yeah, I mean Tampa Bay has <clears throat> got that uh Vasilevsky. Looks like he's never had a never had fun ever in his life. Isn't he, he Russian? Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. They don't get. They don't. He looks like he's never, never seen, never smiled before. They don't get to show emotion over there. Good goal. Good goalie. No. <clears throat> I mean, hockey camps like a boot camp. Anything else you want to throw in there, Donald? I feel like I've been talking this whole time. That's because this is a hockey talk, and I'm basically hockey illiterate, so that's why. <laughs> Um, last thing that I had was, uh, the Flyers set an NHL record for their eighth goalie used in a year. Cam Talbot played last night. Cam Talbot uh, from the Carolina Hurricanes? My way off. He might have played for him. He's been around. I think he did. He's been around. I played with... played. Played in Edmonton. Everywhere. Played Camp Tal. No. Flyers, like, Rangers, Oilers. He never played for the Hurricane. You're thinking of another. Uh, Camp there is Ward. another Talbot, though, that. Mac? Or, no. No, Who's not Mac. Talbot? Who's the other Talbot we're thinking of? Who am I thinking of? Carolina Hurricanes goalies. I don't know. Maybe you were thinking Cam, Cam Ward. Cam was Ward? Camp. Yes. Cam Ward. Or Maxime Talbot. Yep. I was thinking of Cam Ward. But Mac- Maxime Talbot's not a goalie, so. No. Yeah, I was thinking of Cam Ward. So. But, but, yeah, eight goalies in a year. That, uh, it's impressive. And, and to be in the hunt for the playoffs, still. Yeah. And to still be in the hunt. It's a bold strategy, but uh, it plays, I guess. How's uh 
How's their their phenom goalie? How's he doing? Carter Hart, or is that his name? Oh, Christ, yeah. they've had they've had fucking eight of them. <laughs> Which was the new phenom. the, the <laughs> phenoms the 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 like the rookie seventy nine Hart. Yeah, it's Carter Hart. The out for long term? I don't know. Good question. I'll take a look here real quick. That could uh, that could affect their playoff push. Uh, it says uh, Flyers Carter Hart practice marks next recovery step. Let's see what his major issue is. What is your major malfunction, numb nuts? <laughs> Carter Hart. Ankle. Mm. And he has been doing solid. 917 save percentage, 2.79 goals against average. 13 wins. Has been doing pretty good. He's going to miss a minimum of 10 days. As of two days ago. So we're looking. Yeah. Oh, and he's he's been hiding it, I guess. He's been hiding his ankle injury. Yeah. Oh. Shout out, Anne Frank. Shout out. Anywho, I think that's all we got for today, fellas. I don't really have anything else. Any, anything else anybody would like to add? No, no, that's it. I got I gotta burn a frozen pizza. So knock them off. Or you're going to burn your frozen pizza? Probably. Well, yeah, he's all bagged up. He's not going to fucking remember when he put it in there. You're right. The only thing that's going to wake him up is the fucking smoke detector. No, I took the batteries out of those. We're good. <laughs> oh, good. Wait, they're not they're not wired to the house? No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy fuck. I have no idea. They might be. I don't even know if I have any. I don't think I do. What the fuck, DJ? <laughs> I have another like, bevy. How do you Christ. how do you not know about your fucking smoke well, I'm detectors? looking at one right now, and it's open, and there's no battery in it, so I'm thinking it doesn't work. It's not wired in, then. Why it's not? just a battery-powered. Yeah. Uh, the battery could just be a backup, like a thermostat, and you got double A's in there, but it's wired into your Wouldn't furnace your in the ba- house. Your backup would be, and there's no backup when it's fucking wired in like no. that. I guess your backup. Well, your power goes out. I guess so your backup would be the battery. Yeah, they do have a. They do have like a. What are they? D cell, not D cell. What are they? Nine volt. Nine volt batteries. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't got that. Though. I'd probably use it for something else. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You broke <laughs> it. You fucking stingy ass motherfucker! Go to the goddamn Walmart and get you some five packs a nine volt. Let me tell you something, okay? Twenty five dollars an hour doesn't buy you a lot. Nine volts are expensive. Yes, it does. <laughs> Especially in the fucking the UP. Hey, stuff out here. Gallon of milk's five bucks. A lot. Think about it. It's Twenty quarters. You know. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. And I'd like to thank you for joining my TED talk. TED. <laughs> anyway, this is Don and the Anything But Basketball podcast. I may not be here next week because my house might burn down for me inside. I won't know. 
Because obviously I don't take care of my fire alarms. But uh, we'll be sharing on Facebook and uh, posting a little bit on Twitter here and there and doing some things. So uh, send us a message, give us a like and a listen. I appreciate it. Yeah.